Let us pray. Gracious God, who loves us more than we can ask for or begin to imagine, may your Holy Spirit fill my lips and fill the ears of those who listen, so that only your word may be spoken and heard. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the book of Nehemiah. Now, we do not hear much from the book of Nehemiah in the three-year Sunday lectionary. I'm pretty sure, though I did not double-check this, that this is the only Sunday that we get a reading from Nehemiah in the lectionary. Um, I could be wrong about that, but if I am, I'm not very far off. It would not be um, many times more than this. This is a very rare book for us to read. The book we read more than any other for this first reading slot is the book of Isaiah. Um, if you add in the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel and these other prophets who are writing kind of around the same time-ish as Isaiah, that kind of time right before the exile and in the exile, that is the plurality of readings we get. Especially true in Advent and Christmas and Epiphany, we hear a lot from Isaiah, a lot from that exile period. So we've been hearing a lot lately from Isaiah, we're going to be hearing more from Isaiah from that period of the exile. As you remember, that exilic period, that period of exile was a time that was very difficult for God's people. Um, the Babylonians came in and they ransacked Jerusalem, they destroyed the walls, they destroyed the temple, they kicked people out. It was a time in which the psalmist wrote that they wept by the waters of Babylon. It was a very hard time for the people, not just because they were forcibly removed from their homes and made them lost their livelihoods. It was a hard time because their very identity and their understanding of God and God's identity and their relationship to God was all disrupted. They didn't know what to make of this time and why God had allowed this to happen. It's a very hard time. And so you get a lot of readings about how difficult it is. And you get a lot of readings of the prophets trying to offer hope to the people during the time because they desperately needed that hope in the midst of so much difficulty. Our reading today is so interesting because it comes right after that time. We actually don't get very many readings from this period right after the time of the exile. The Persians have come in, they've kicked out the Babylonians, led by Cyrus. They've allowed the people to return to Jerusalem. They've allowed them to rebuild the walls. They've allowed them to rebuild the temple. And that is when our reading today takes place. Right after that return, that restoration, that rebuilding, they have rebuilt the physical infrastructure of their lives and their faith. But they need to do something more. They need to rebuild their relationship with God. And so they all gather together by the water gate to renew their covenant. In order to do that, our reading today says the first thing they did was they pulled out the book of the law of Moses and they read from it. Now, at first glance, that sounds rather boring, but the book of the law of Moses is not a book of laws. It is not um, like reading the city building code. 
That would be dreadfully boring. No, instead, the Book of the Law of Moses is a book full of story. There are some laws and rules, regulations kind of interspersed in there, but it's primarily story. It is the story of God, God's relationship with the people. It's the story of their ancestors, the story of Abraham and Sarah, who left behind their home, their family, their friends, in order to follow God on a rather ridiculous promise. It's the story of Joseph and his brothers and um, their entrance into the land of Egypt. It's a story of Moses and Miriam and Aaron and how it is that they left Egypt, how they were led out of their bondage and their slavery and taken through the desert wilderness, the story of God's faithfulness to them through all of their complaining and all of their whining, the story of God nourishing them and giving them water out there in the desert. It's the story of their entrance into the promised land. This is the story of their ancestors. And it's important for them to read that story because in that foundational identity forming story, they begin to understand better who they are today, who God is, and what their relationship with God should be. Even in those rather boring rules and regulations, those are important because those are laying out God's dream, God's vision for this world, a world in which we love our neighbor, we take care of the stranger, a world of jubilee, of forgiveness of the debts, the year of the Lord's favor. All that's laid out in the book of the law of Moses. And so that is what they're there to do that day after this great period of disruption, this period that's made them kind of uh, uh, dis not destroyed, but really undermined their, their understanding of their identity and God and their relationship with God. They're coming back in order to review that, to understand those stories, to understand who it is that they are, who God is, and what that relationship is all about and God's vision for this world. They read those stories because that is their story, and they are gathered there by the water gate that day in order to begin the next chapter in the story. That story, of course, gets added onto this very event by the water gate now becomes a part of the story. Someone else writes it down and it gets added in. The stories, the words of the prophets get written down. Those get added in to this greater story for future generations to read and for them to see that that is a part of their story as well. And that's what we find with Jesus. The story that was the story of the water gate and then their addition to the story. Now Jesus takes that and that becomes his story. In our gospel reading today, he takes a part of that story, one of the readings from the prophets, from Isaiah. And he reads it out loud, and he reads the words about the good news to the poor and the release to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and freedom for the oppressed and the proclamation of the year of the Lord's favor, which is a kind of a euphemism, an expression that means the year of jubilee, the year of the forgiving of the debts. And he says, today, this has been fulfilled in your sight. Because that story is now our story. We are the ones now who get to rebuild our relationship with God, 
and try and bring about God's vision, God's dream for this world. And the story that was the story of the people at the Watergate and the story of the people in the synagogue that day with Jesus and that story is also our story, your story and my story. The story of our ancestors, the story of God's dreams and God's visions for this world, and we are writing the next chapter in that story. And it's not exactly like the exile, but this pandemic has been, in a sense, like an exile. It's exiled us from so many of our understandings of how things were and what we did. And it is a time for us to rebuild. Of course, we can't fully do that because we are still kind of in the pandemic. We're hoping we're near the tail end of it, but we don't know. We're still in it. And this, but even now we need to begin to think about how it is that we rebuild our identity, our understandings, how it is that we rebuild our faith and our relationships to God and our relationships to each other. Because in the isolation, all of that can so easily be strained or be weakened, just as it was in that exilic period. And so we need to do that work that Nehemiah is doing, that work of rebuilding. Rebuilding physical infrastructure, of course. We're doing that at St. Mary's right now with the HVAC system. But more importantly, rebuilding that spiritual infrastructure. To rebuild those relationships with each other and with God. And to do that, we need to go back to these stories these stories that we read every single week when we gather together, whether gather in person or gather here virtually, we gather together and we read these foundational stories of our faith because in them, in this story, we find our story. In their story, we find our identity. In the story of God's love and mercy and grace, we find that God is loving and merciful and gracious with us as well. And we understand better how it is that we are to move forward, to move forward in faith with God and with each other. Not to go back, you can never go back, but to move forward, but pulling that story forward just as the people did by the Watergate, just as Jesus did in that synagogue, and just as you and I are doing right now on our computers, over this video, as we worship, as we gather, as we hear these stories. These stories aren't always easy for us to understand. Did you notice that part in the reading where it said that they read the Book of the Law of Moses with interpretation? Because we do need interpretation in order to understand it because there's confusing things in there there's contradictory things in there we have to interpret it but when we do we understand more fully the greatness of God's mercy and love and so my friends as we move forward together even as we're physically distant we can start this work of rebuilding our relationships with each other and with God, to renew our covenants and to move forward in faith and love and grace and mercy.
just like they did by the water gate that day when they all said, Amen, Amen.